the current situation. As always, the Republic is under constant siege by its enemies, both abroad and within. The Commonwealth of New England, which still maintains armed troops at the borders of Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Vermont. Pacifica, whose guerrilla army wages daily skirmishes with U.R.S. forces over disputed territory in the northern Sierra Nevada range. The European Commonwealth, which continues to enforce trade embargoes until the Republic agrees to remove its orbital nukes from geostationary orbit. Meanwhile, alleged spies were being arrested every day, in cities and towns all over the country. Last night, a high school teacher was publicly hanged in Houston. One of her former students claimed that she was using a sat phone to transmit information to France. Although the accused repeatedly claimed innocence during her trial, and the sat phone was never found, the student was the son of a prominent Liberty Party official, and therefore his word was beyond question. The teacher's execution was carried out a few hours after the trial's completion, and shown live on GovNet. The president acknowledges the senator with only a vague nod. For the moment, he's disinterested in politics. He steps a little closer to the railing, his solemn eyes casually examining the gold braid on Lee's epaulets. "'We have something in common, Captain,' he quietly observes." We're both named after famous ancestors. Yes, sir, Mr. President, Lee continues to stare straight ahead. Robert E. Lee was my great-grandfather. Or at least, so he's been told. In Virginia, nearly everyone whose last name is Lee presumes to be descended from the general who led the Confederate Army during the Civil War. Lee's claims to family ancestry is no more or less valid than anyone else's. Just as I'm descended from Alexander Hamilton, yes. The president reaches up to smooth a minute wrinkle on the left shoulder of Lee's uniform. I'm curious, is there anything that General Lee ever said that strikes a chord with you, something that has carried you to this place? Warmth curls around Lee's neck. Although the president doesn't look directly at him, he feels the eyes of everyone else in the room. Behind the president, Shaw watches him silently, his gaze never leaving his face. Yes, sir, he did. Lee's mouth is dry. Duty is the sublimest word in our language. Do your duty in all things. You cannot do more. You should never wish to do less. President Conroy raises his eyes to meet Lee's. For a few seconds that seem much longer, He regards him with cool appraisal. A small vein pulses in his neck below his right ear. Lee finds himself watching it with an abstract sort of fascination. Does he suspect? Has he learned of the conspiracy? Two days ago, Lee wrote a letter addressed to both Elise and her father, which he stored in his desk's memory. The desk was instructed not to release its contents until after 2400 hours tomorrow night. But someone, Elise, the senator, the ISA, might have decrypted it, if they did. Let Americans disdain to be the instruments of European greatness, the president says at last.
Let the thirteen states, bound together in a dissoluble union, concur in erecting one great American system, superior to the control of all transatlantic force or influence, and able to dictate the terms of the connection between the old and the new world. He pauses. Do you understand, Captain? Yes, sir, Mr. President. My great-grandfather wrote those words almost three hundred years ago, not long after this great country was founded in this very same room. The President speaks as if Lee hasn't said anything. The conflicts were different then, but yet they remain much the same today. America is destined for greatness, and it's our responsibility to achieve its destiny in the stars themselves. Out there, the Republic shall become ageless." Immortal. Yes, sir, Mr. President. The President slowly nods. You're doing a great service to this country, Captain. For this, the Republic owes its gratitude. His left hand moves from behind his back, extends across the railing. God bless you, son. Good luck. Lee has a sudden impulse to spit in his face. No one could have stopped him, not even the soldier standing behind him. Instead, he clasps the President's hand. His palm feels small and limp within his linen glove. Lee can't resist the impulse to exert a little more pressure than usual. Thank you, sir, he says. I'll do my best. The President winces, but smiles back at him, and it's in that instant Lee's last remaining doubts vanish. No more hesitation. No more second thoughts. Tomorrow, he's going to steal the Alabama.